Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And Wiz and I went through all of the free agent moves in the offseason, and now the teams can focus on the NFL draft, Wiz, which is uh, now less than two weeks away. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, it's getting close now, and uh, I think we, you and I always look at it like the uh, draft is kind of the way to kick off and start the uh, NFL season, and we start getting our minds really into uh, into uh, the upcoming fantasy football season. That's always interesting and exciting, and uh, this draft with uh, all the uh, different scenarios you hear, even with you know the teams picking. Uh, especially with the teams, I should say, picking in the top five make for a very, very interesting draft uh, because I think uh, we're more than likely to see a team trade up to get into uh, that that position uh, with with all the uh, what potentially could happen. And we talked a little bit about that, uh, you know, as we were going through the free agency, right? You have you have a, you have a few teams that uh, have setups where there are veteran quarterbacks that kind of placeholders at the moment and there's some potential for quarterbacks to be taken behind them you know we've we've talked about Detroit being a potential there we've talked about Seattle uh, in that situation I mean I don't think it's fair to call Jared Goff a placeholder in the same way but but nonetheless you know there are there are teams that are thinking about now uh, and how their success is going to play out uh, and there are teams that are going to be thinking about their future down the road. It, the NFL has gotten much more complex with the salary cap. Uh, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot, this, this domination uh, where teams have four or five guys that are responsible for 50% of the salary cap uh, and the quarterback being a, an immense proportion of that. You know, there's, there's a lot of tactics that are needed to figure out how you're going to properly get yourself to the Super Bowl uh, and it's not as simple as just signing the best players no it's not and uh, you know, this is why it's so crucial that if you take a quarterback you take the right quarterback because you have these quarterbacks and you know you could have some of these guys um, who you feel can emerge and be terrific players and then not only on top of that you have them in their rookie contract which to your point allows them to do other things so Boy, this is really uh, a crucial thing for some of these teams uh, um, when it comes to hit and miss with quarterback because it can really change the trajectory of the franchise. And, and by the way, we've seen a ton of misses in the last few years, Wiz, right? Like, like think about the Mayfield, Darnold. I mean, look what San Francisco, and it's going to impact their draft this year, you know, what they did to get uh, Trey Lance, for example, and to move up and draft that player. So uh, it, it's very complicated, uh, and we're going to see how it plays out. And I think there's uh, teams again this year that are in similar situations. Uh, this is a first round that you could potentially see five quarterbacks go. Uh, I don't know if you see more than that. That's kind of the top that I see. But nonetheless, we're going to break this down division by division, team by team. Uh, and today we're taking on the uh, the NFC East. So uh, Dallas Cowboys, Wiz. Um, you know, again, a team unable to find success in the postseason, made a ton of changes as far as their coaching staff goes. Ezekiel Elliott has moved on. Uh, this is a team that's going to go a little bit younger. Uh, what are you thinking here for the Dallas Cowboys? So the Cowboys are in an interesting uh, draft position where the, 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 the guy who likes to make the picks, the owner wants to make 
he wants to maybe pick an offensive player, um, an electrifying player, a Bijan Robinson, um, maybe a, a, a receiver. But when you really look at the Cowboys, um, that offensive line, I just feel um, it just is always it's you know injury prone, and some of these guys are aging a bit. So offensive line, I think, is is more of a team need. Um, uh, they were having a lot of trouble uh, uh, with whoever was playing cornerback opposite Diggs, so I could see them. I definitely see them addressing the cornerback spot, but, and uh, and tight end as well. I mean, when you look at the offensive positions, wide receiver, would, you, would they like to get a running back to pair with Pollard? But to me, I want to give Malik Davis. Um, a chance to see what he could do with running back. The Cook situation with the signing, I'm going to be okay with Lamb, Cooks, and, and Gallup as my wide receivers. So the three things I'm looking at, offensive line, cornerback, and tight end in some sort of formulation, how do you see it for Dallas? Yeah, tight end's an interesting one because I think we saw flashes from a couple of those guys uh, between um, uh, Ferguson, uh, who's an athletic guy, and, and, and the other guy, I can't, uh, was it um, was it Hutch? Uh, what's the other kid's name? I, he's an athletic, an, another athletic guy. Long, they have two big, long guys, uh, but I can see them going tight end. I agree. Uh, I am definitely more leaning in, in fixing. Hendershot, that's it. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um, but I can see them leaning. I, I definitely see them leaning towards fixing that offensive line a bit, uh, without question. I, I don't think it's running back. I, I really do not think that's going to be the case. And I think this is a, a linebacking core that's a little bit older. Uh, and as you mentioned, additional uh, additional help in the, in the back end. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you. The Cowboys have kind of a traditional seven picks in this round. And given that they were a playoff team last year, they're not going to be picking until number 26, I believe it is. And then they have the 58th and 98th pick. So, but they have a more traditional one. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm more leaning in that, in, in that uh, offensive line, you know, shoring up the defense more so than the offensive categories this year. Yeah, I think, I think that that's really the basics of it that they really need to address um, as opposed to going with the flash pick and uh, allowing themselves to pick some, you know, to see if their younger players, given a chance, can do well. So uh, agree that uh, they should go for defensive help and offensive line help uh, as their priorities. All right, and that takes us to the Giants. Uh, last year, the Giants finally getting to the playoffs uh, for the first time in a long time. Brian Dable uh, made a significant impression on the fan base here and certainly on the team. We had a much improved play from, from Daniel Jones. Uh, we have a contract uh, a limbo situation right now with Saquon Barkley. Uh, but the Giants bring back most of their players. We talked a lot about that. Uh, but there are still needs. Uh, you know, Wiz, everywhere I see... Uh, and I am a Giant fan. Uh, people are pointing for the Giants to take a receiver in the first round. I actually don't think that's going to be the case. Um, they made a lot of moves in the offseason. Granted, a lot of those players are veteran guys, and a player like Paris Campbell has definitely question marks around him on staying on the field. Uh, Zay Flowers is a player that's been connected to the Giants for a while. But, I you know, look, the Giants are still a team that needs to, needs to have one, a better offensive line, and two, a better defense. The offensive line was much more improved last year, but I think you can never have enough depth at that position. And I do think the Giants still are, are in need of playmakers on defense. Uh, that's that's the direction I would lean in. Uh, I did love this draft for tight ends, but the Giants made a move, move in the offseason 
um, for, for uh, Darren Waller in, in a trade. The Giants have 10 picks, Wiz. A lot of it is in the back end, but they do have four in the first 128. Uh, they, they, their first pick this, this year is in the, uh, the 25th pick in the first round. Well, that's the way I see the Giants, Wiz. Uh, curious to see what your thoughts are there. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you know, going up against CeeDee Lamb and McLaurin and Devontae Smith and, and, and A.J. Brown, I mean, they're going up against elite receivers in their division. they got to try and get someone that could um, curtail those guys a little bit. So I, I like cornerback for them and offensive line as the two main priorities. I think the Giants, I know I've seen some people project that they're going to take a, a wide receiver, but... I just think they're going to go with what they got, what they have. I mean, I'm not going to say they they have 10 picks, so they'll probably take a wide receiver along the way. But when it comes to priority, first and second day of the draft, um, I think is one to, um, to, to, to get someone to try and shut down some of those great receivers in the division at cornerback. And uh, another player to kind of protect Daniel Jones. So offensive line and cornerback. I make priorities for the Giants. Yeah, so we're in agreement there. And let's move on to the Eagles, uh, who made it to the Super Bowl last year, Wiz. Uh, but I think we talked about this uh, in our in our prior podcast that, you know, this division has been tightened up a little bit. The Eagles had a lot of significant losses on defense. They are in a, in a nice position uh, for a team uh, that, that, that had so much success last year um, with the fact that they're going to have four picks in the first 94, including two in the first round. Well, they only have six picks in this draft, and kind of like what we saw with the Carolina Panthers a couple of years ago, to me, the focal point, I, I, I know there's been talk about them doing something at running back. I think that can be a later round situation, quite frankly, but this is a defense that needs to be fixed because of all the departures, including a guy like Hargraves. Uh, so in my eyes, Wiz, they're going to focus on defense, a limited amount of picks, yes, uh, but they do have two first rounders. So the Eagles are a little bit of a tricky situation coming to this draft, right? They got they got they they have limited picks to what you said, but look how they're spread out. I mean, two first round picks, a second round pick, a third round pick, and then they're not picking until the seventh round. Essentially, over a hundred players are going to be picked between their third round pick and 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 then the next round, which they'll be picking in round seven. That's a lot of players, so they got to get that right. I just think. They lost some key players in the secondary, linebacker, um, defensive line. Some of the guys are a little bit aging as well. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look on the defensive side of the football to what you said. All three levels, really. So uh, I think those first four picks really should be dedicated to the three different levels of defensive uh, side of the football. You know, defensive line, linebacker, and in the secondary. Have I heard that the Eagles are going to definitely take um, B. John Robinson with the 10th pick? Yes, but I, I think that would be a mistake. I just think, um, the, you know, you, you just you, you did what you did at running back by signing Rashard Penny to come in there for a year, kind of a prove-it-year contract. And then um, with that being said, um, try and replace as best you can the players that you lost in free agency. So I'm all defense to the Eagles. Yeah, and, and you know, just also, uh, just on the Eagles running back situation, you know, they they did resign um, uh, Boston Scott. Now, granted, these are these are different type of players for sure in terms of their skill sets. Um, 
uh, Kenneth Gainwell, who uh, made an impression all year long with his play, playmaking ability. Uh, but again, a player that's not going to play every down. But the one guy that actually has been getting talked up with, and we, we, you know, this was a guy that was thought of to be the, the potential starting running back in, in San Francisco a couple of years out of Ohio State, and that's Trey Sermon. But Nick Sirianni has spoken a little bit more glowingly about the player, and it sounds like that player is going to get some opportunities to, to see what he can do again. Yeah, you know, so they have they're going to try and try and do the best they can at that position, considering the existing players, some of the guys that are on the practice squad. Um, but in terms of the draft, I think it would be a bit of a mistake to take one of those crucial four draft picks, especially the two first rounders and the second round pick, and use that on a running back when. Uh, uh, you kind of need to repair uh, the players that you've lost in, in free agency. So uh, I'm expecting defensive side of the football, uh, but we'll see what happens. All right, so uh, final team in this division, the Washington Commanders, and uh, they are going to be under new management soon. Daniel Snyder is uh, finally being uh – well, he's selling the team finally, and I think everybody in Washington is probably extremely elated about that. Um, the Washington team uh, is in complete transition in that they basically need help at almost every single position on this roster. Um, they do have eight draft picks. Uh, a, a, you know, they start with the, the 16th pick in the draft, and then they don't pick until 47th and 97th. Uh, they have two six rounds picks, and then they pick in every other round. Uh, but I would argue, is like I said, this is a team that needs help at virtually every single position. Uh, tight end, maybe one uh, that could use addressing is that Logan Thomas is definitely an aging player. Uh, certainly, that secondary. You know, we talked about. You just mentioned about the Giants going against these receivers, so it makes sense here. Uh, you know, quarterback. I, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here with both Sam Howell and um, they brought in uh, Jacoby Brissett on this roster. But, I, I know, again, Washington's got to pick the best players because this is a team with needs everywhere. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's just hard to believe when you look at the commanders, you know, what they've done, that they're not picking in the top three or five, um, picking in the middle of the round. Um I think, well, let me just say two different things. One, directly regarding their draft, um, they've, they, there are a lot of needs, but offensive line is something they have to do because they have, they have good, skilled players. They have interesting running backs, um, you know, with, with, with you know, a lot of diversity in their backfield. Uh, Robinson was, was a guy that, that came on. He looked good. Um, Uh, we, we lost Wiz there, so I, I'm going to finish up uh, Washington here. But, uh, you know, b basically, uh, McKissick's gone. Uh, Robinson is here. Uh, Gibson is here. The receiving core is strong with Dotson and, uh, and obviously uh, Terry McLaurin here. But, but again, offensive line, protect the, protect the quarterback, whoever that's going to be. Uh, it's a complex situation for sure. Washington, um, like I said, is in limbo. But nonetheless, Ron Rivera and this team need to move forward uh, and figure out what they're going to do in this division. So that is Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you are listening and subscribing. We're going to tackle the NFC North next. Sorry for that little technical bump there with Wiz uh, signing off, but uh, we'll, we'll get him back on for the next podcast. Uh, we got most of it covered for the NFC East in this one, and uh, I'll wish you guys a good weekend.